Hello and welcome to show number six of the 2010 LifeSpring White Christmas Show. I'm Steve Webb, your host, along with James Cooper of WhyChristmas.com. On today's show, we'll be looking at Christmas greenery and hearing all about the shepherd's part in the Christmas story. So let's get right to those shepherds out in the hills. Out in the hills and fields outside Bethlehem, some shepherds were looking after their sheep through the long night. Wow, it's cold out here. Uh, put another log on the fire, Amos. But as the new day began, an angel suddenly appeared and the glory of God shone around the angel. The shepherds were very, very frightened. But the angel said, Don't be afraid. I have good news for you and everyone. Today, down in Bethlehem, the Savior sent by God has been born. You will find him as a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Then many more angels appeared, lighting up the sky. All the angels sang, praising God. Wow, that was amazing. Let's go to Bethlehem and see what happened. Great idea, let's go. Come on. Yeah, let's go. Last one there is a Philistine. <laughs> let's go. So the shepherds went to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph. The baby Jesus was lying in a manger just as they had been told. When they saw this, they told everyone what the angel had said to them. Man, this angel just suddenly appeared. It was so scary. Yeah, but but the angel said it was okay that a special baby had been born here in Bethlehem. Yeah, then, then all these other angels were singing to God. It was the best singing I've ever heard. So we decided to come down and see if it was true. And it was, just like the angel said. Amazing. amazing. The people who heard their story were also amazed. And the shepherds went back to their sheep on the hills, praising God for sending His Son to be their Savior. Now that sounds like an amazing, incredible and downright scary scene. All those angels flying about, and did you know it would have been even more surprising to the shepherds, because they were seen as the outcasts and bottom of society. They spent their time looking after their sheep, often sleeping out under the stars where there really weren't many washing facilities, so they probably smelt quite a lot. They stayed and slept by their flocks of sheep all night to stop wild animals attacking them. The sheep that they kept were mostly used for sacrifices in the Jewish temple in nearby Jerusalem. So, imagine you're a shepherd, quietly getting on with your own business out on the hills, looking after your sheep when suddenly an almighty heavenly being appears to you. You might notice that the first words that the angel said to the shepherds is do not be afraid. I wonder if they help much. They're also the same words spoken to Mary by the angel Gabriel when she was told that she was going to have Jesus. The angel told them about the birth of Jesus, their saviour, and how he could be recognised in a very crowded town. Remember, there were lots of people visiting Jerusalem for the Roman census. And after that, something very special indeed happened. A whole choir of angels appeared, and there are only two times in the whole Bible where a group of angels rather than a single angel appears to people. So this meant that their message was an incredibly important one. And the first people that God chose to give his message to? Well, they weren't the religious or political leaders, but very normal and poor people. The song that the angels sang is very similar to the words sung during some of the sacrifices in the Jewish temple services. So wanting to know if all this was true, they went to Bethlehem. 
and following the angel's directions, they found Mary and Joseph just as the angel had told them. I wonder what Mary and Joseph made of it all. The Bible tells us that Mary treasured the visit. It must have been an amazing night. The Bible says that the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The people they told probably weren't just the people that they saw on their way back to the hills, but their friends and family in Bethlehem, and also the people they would meet in the temple in Jerusalem when they took their sheep to be sold and used as sacrifices. So God used the shepherds, outcasts, not important people, as the first way of telling others about the birth of Jesus. Now it's music time, and it's won by a very good friend of the show and one of the shepherds, Brian Duncan. Take it away, Brian.
Now, out on the hills where the shepherds were, I bet there was some holly and ivy. But why do we have them in our houses at Christmas? Well, holly, ivy and other greenery such as mistletoe were first used in pre-Christian times to celebrate the Winter Solstice Festival. When Christianity came into Europe, the early church tried to ban the use of greenery because it was pagan. But a lot of people wanted to keep decorating their houses because it was cheerful in winter. The UK and Germany were the main countries to keep using greenery, and the different plants were given new and Christian meanings. The prickly leaves of holly represent the crown of thorns that Jesus wore when he was crucified, and the berries are the drops of blood that were shed by Jesus because of the thorns. In Scandinavia, it's actually sometimes known as Christ thorn. Ivy has to cling to something to support itself as it grows, and this reminds Christians that they need to cling to God for supporting their lives. Apart from holly and ivy, there are many other evergreen plants that are associated with Christmas, the most famous being the kissing plant, mistletoe. Mistletoe is a plant that actually grows on other trees, commonly willow and apple trees. The practice of hanging it in a house goes back to the time of the ancient druids in Western Europe. It was supposed to possess special powers, which bring good luck to the household and ward off evil spirits. And it was also used as a sign of friendship, and that's where the kissing bit comes from. And the custom of kissing under the mistletoe started right here with me in England. Well, not with me personally, but here in England. The original custom was that a berry had to be picked from the sprig of mistletoe each time there was a kiss. So when you get your mistletoe this year, make sure you get a bunch with lots of berries on it. If you'd like to know more about holly, ivory, mistletoe and other Christmas greenery, then head on over to whychristmas.com. Well, make sure you come back and join us for the next Lifespring White Christmas show. It'll be the last part of our Christmas story, and we'll be finding out about Santa himself. For James Cooper, I'm Steve Webb. On today's presentation of The Christmas Story, the players were, in order of appearance, Shepherd 1, Brian Duncan. His website is brianduncan.com. Shepherd number 2 was Kenny Metcalf. You can find out more about Kenny at justaband.com and eltontheearlyyears.com. Shepherd number 3 was played by Dave DeAndrea from davedeandrea.com. The Angel Again was played by Bob Sauer, bobsauer.com. And your narrator again was Steve Webb, yours truly, at theguywithafriendlyvoice.com. You can find links and spelling at our show notes page at lifespringychristmas.com.